You're listening to Faith at Work, brought to you by AirAccountant.io. Outsourced controller and bookkeeping services. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Faith at Work. I'm Carl Grant here with Elisa Kafferke, Chief of Staff of the Metamorphosis Group. Welcome, Elisa. Hi, Carl. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So I know a little bit about your story, Elisa. We've known each other a while, but I want to hear your testimony of how you came to faith. You have a, a little bit different of a story in that you were brought up as a, a Jewish girl. And how did you come to become a believer in Jesus? Um, you know, I like to still consider myself Jewish. I mean, my mom, Absolutely. My, mom my mom says, no, you're not Jewish. And I was like, you show me in the Talmud where it says I'm not. And it doesn't say that. But anyway, my, my point is I still consider myself Jewish. It's just, I came to believe in Christ because, and it, it's, I don't mean to uh, make it a small thing, but a friend dared me to read the Bible. And was basically, how could I be as intellectual as I was and still have as strong a faith as I did? Which I did. As a Jewish person, I had very strong faith. So anyway, I read the Bible. And when I read the Old Testament, you know, I knew a lot of stuff because I'm Jewish. Um, And I went to Hebrew school and all that stuff. But then when I started reading the New Testament, I got to know um, Jesus, which is someone I never got to know because I was Jewish and they keep you from him. Um, I don't mean to make that sound like a bad thing. It's like, you know, Jewish Testament is the first book and 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 Christianity is the first and the second book. And once I read the New Testament, I you know, I was just like, oh, Jesus is Lord. And it just, it started becoming a part of who I was and who I was transforming into. And then I reached a point where I was like, is this inconsistent with me at work? You know, can I be a practicing Christian and do what it is that I used to do which was um, I did um, sales for um, very innovative, high-tech startup software companies that were funded by, you know, um, different funds like out of Boston and Austin and Silicon Valley. And I was very blessed to work for some really, really cool firms. But then when I started to change like this, it was like, ooh, can I still keep doing the things that I'm doing? Which, you know, that opens up a whole other can of worms. But then... um, my son had this accident and that changed things for me for a while. So then I just completely left the business for a long time. And by the business, I don't mean it to sound like it's anything, um, you know, not on the up, you know, I just mean high technology with selling to the government, doing engineering services, like real technology solutions for people who have very important problems. Mm-hmm. And so then um, I decided, I just sort of prayed like, well, God, if it's your will for me to get back into this business, you know, just send me someone. And, you know, and I prayed about it. And I I guess that's the easiest way I can describe to you where I am right now at this point in my faith is that I felt so confident in my faith with God participating in this particular workspace, you know, that if I made this prayer that it would be answered by someone. And I made this prayer that I was looking for a certain type of work with a certain type of um, range. And no lie, like within a week, I get this message on Facebook, which is just another, you know, social media realm that you don't really connect with work as much. And she's like, you know, I was wondering, I know that your store closed, you know, in January, which is funny. I just started working. I had just started working at this retail store, Williams Sonoma. But anyway, I realized a year ago that that's what I was doing, and what I'm doing now is so different. But um, 
Can we go, let's go back to, I, I, I know that there's a, a special spot down in Dewey Beach because I've been there <laughs> at your condo there that, that is a special place uh, related to your faith. And I, I can't remember the exact story, but you said this spot right here is very important to my coming to faith. What, um, what happened there? Okay, so I, I told you I read the Bible on a dare. Uh-huh. So when I was reading the Bible, I was sitting in my beach place and it was just, you know, a regular time and God came and talked to me. I, I read a particular point in the Bible, um, Matthew 26. And again, I was reading it just like a novel, you know, like a book. Uh-huh. And, and God came in and he told me a bunch of things. And one of them that was that he was Lord and that Jesus was his son and it changed everything in my life. It changed how I worked. It changed who I hung out with. It changed everything. Um, but it all started with there was a guy that was working for me who was Christian. And I'm just glad that we talked about the fact that he was Christian before this all happened with me. Because then I felt comfortable enough in a work environment, even though it wasn't the work environment, to call him up and say, Patrick, dude, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. so, um, I read the Bible, and now I think God's talking to me. And he was the one that guided me to church. And then I eventually was led to this high-tech prayer breakfast thing while I was still working within the industry. And um, even though I left the industry for a while, this was my one thing that I hung on to in the industry. And so when I came back, it just seemed obvious that it would be with someone that I was associated with with respect to the state at work community and it's just a whole bunch of people who have agreed boldly to say okay i'm gonna incorporate my my faith my worldview which is based on the bible into my business life mm -hmm. and i i like finding those people and working with those people because it's not that it's easier because sometimes the expectations are much higher but it's you always know what you're dealing with. You know? Right. You always know what you're dealing with. Lisa, I want to go back to Dewey Beach. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know too much about you. So so also back in at Dewey Beach, your your faith was tested in a very profound way. And because that's also where Nick, your son, had his accident. And I know that there was a huge outpouring of of support and how did your faith carry you through now and, and let's talk a little bit about what happened to nick i've had a chance to meet him i'm sorry I, did, I didn't know you wanted to go back to all of this i'm sorry um it's but it's such a part of and i know this is a little bit in the in the rear view now but it's, it was such a big part of your growth and and so we don't have you know forever to talk about it but i think it's important because because it it catapulted you through you know a very trying part of your life. And then when you finally came out on the other side, not that you ever totally come out, you, you <laughs> talked about it at the prayer breakfast in, in an amazing way that moved so many people to tears. So I just, in like five minutes, if you could just talk a little bit about that whole um, dimension of your faith and how it delivered you through all of that. All right. Well, okay. So it's real easy in five minutes. It's, it, so it took a lot to get up to that point where my faith was that strong and so that's the beauty of the fact that I came to the Lord seven years before Nick's accident. So when Nick had his accident, net net, it was a horrible accident. He dove into the ocean, he broke his neck, he drowned, he almost died. He is now quadriplegic, which is a drag, but he's doing great, praise God. 
And one of the reasons why he's doing so great is because we had such a strong support structure and a strong community. And I believe that the reason why he's doing great and we had such a strong support structure and strong community is because my faith is so strong. And so people ask me, it's like, why do you think you came to Christ back when you did, which was seven years before Nick's accident? It's because seven years into it, I was ready for my faith to be tested the way it was. And and it was, it was, it was sorely tested, but it was amazing. The beautiful people that came out of, out of everything and our ability to speak openly about our faith and, and how our faith um, got us through. And I could speak openly about it because I had been in it for seven years. Right. And I have to say, it's like, it's tough to make a new friend at your worst point in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I had already made friends with Christ. You know, I already had a relationship with him. So it was when I got thrown into that, it was at least I wasn't alone, you know. And then I was really not alone. There were tons of people. I, there were so many people who were moved by the Lord to help me out, which was amazing. Yeah, and, and when you go through something like that, it, it really, um, I, can, I think it gives you more of a license to, to talk about what's sustaining you than just somebody who's maybe not going through something. Because I saw that at the prayer breakfast, like everybody wanted to, Let's go back to this. So the high tech prayer breakfast is a, a an event. We have listeners all over the world. So it's an event that we host here in the DC metro area. We get about 800 people and we have one or two speakers uh, at the breakfast. And one year, Elisa was our speaker and she told this story in great depth. And I just remember all the hands going up. Remember? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful story. It's like when something really, really horrible happens to you, that's when your faith is most tested, right? And it's, you know, I'm, I'm just very blessed that my faith was so strong at that time that not only did it carry me through it, but I feel bold enough to, you know, yell and scream and proclaim about it. Like, you know, anybody can get through it if I can get through it. You know, I didn't get through it alone. <laughs> I got through it because, you know, I, I'm, I'm saved and, and I believe in Jesus. But, you know, being Jewish, it confuses people some. So it's just, you know, letting people know that it really is all predicted and prophesied in the Bible. It's normal. But yeah, going back to Dewey Beach, which it would seem like Dewey is so antithetical to all of this because Dewey Beach is such a party area, you know, Uh but it's to me, it's not. It's a place filled with beautiful music and a great ocean. And, you know, I will say watch out for those shelves because that's why Uh Nick broke his neck and, you know, consider ourselves warned. And, you know, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a holy place, but I think any place where anybody meets the Lord and opens themselves up to the Lord has got to be considered a special place. Right. And the, the morning you spoke and gave your testimony, there was a very diverse audience. There were non-believers, there were Christians, there were Jewish people, there were Muslims. I mean, everybody came out to hear what you had to say. And when you, when you asked them, I think you asked them to pray for your son, didn't you? You know, I, I did. I was like, but it... it it's like, don't pray that whole, you know, I don't even, I, I, I should probably should go back because when I pray, you know, I don't, I don't write it down in advance, but my prayers for my son have all been answered so far and, and I continue to pray for him. And I, I just pray that he has a really full life, you know, yeah. he, you know, yes, he had this bad thing happen, but you can't let 10 minutes of a bad thing define your whole life, Right. Right. And he's certainly proven to me that that can be the case. And I guess I want to try to show other people, you know, you don't have to be only as strong as your own weakest link. You can be a lot stronger than that. 
Yeah, but what I thought was cool was that everybody, no matter what background they came from, put their hand up that day and said that they would pray, which was a, I don't know, it was a really unifying experience. So look, let's let's switch to a little lighter note, Elisa. Um, do you think God has a sense of humor? And if you do, have you experienced it? Um, you know, I, I know God has a sense of humor. I mean, one of my favorite lines of scripture is God chooses the foolish to shame the wise. But I actually just told this joke, and I know it's an old joke, but I told this joke at a party last week, and the girls went nuts. They were laughing so hard. They're all talking about, I have plans to do this, and I have plans to do that. And I go, really? I go, do you know how to make God laugh? And my friend Caroline said, how? And I go, tell him you have a plan. And they all looked at me, and I was like, hey, he's going to look at you and say, little lady, you think you have a plan, but I have a plan for you. And so that's sort of my joke about it. God is laughing. I think I make him laugh every day. Well, you keep me laughing, and I enjoy having you as a friend. So I want to thank Elisa Kafferke, Chief of Staff of the Metamorphosis Group, for joining us on Faith at Work today. And I would like to encourage our listeners to follow us on Facebook at Faith at Work. Follow our podcast, it's Faith at Sign Work, on all major podcasting platforms. Thanks so much, Elisa. Thanks so much, Carl. Yes, I gotta have faith. You have been listening to Faith at Work with Carl Grant. Brought to you by airaccountant.io.